Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Damn, Bleacher Report has a... <laughs> you motherfuckers need to do me paying attention and all them tags are starting to work. Bleacher Report has a fucking... an article about rebooking the 2022 <laughs> SummerSlam. <laughs> Quit listening to us. God damn it. Or at least give us some credit. I mean, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard when we tag them every week. Like, I'm sending this shit to you now. Like, oh, my <clears throat> God. Read. Yo, what? here's another. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm really beginning to think that this whole shit is a work. And you'll understand this when I tell you this. You know who the first DJ to ever play Russell, uh, SummerSlam was, right? The first DJ to ever play SummerSlam? Yep. Don't know. Valentino Khan. So was that like wasn't Bad Bunny was that from last year and Bad Bunny was involved? Uh-huh. Okay. That's why I wouldn't remember. Not because of Bad Bunny, but just because like the shit just happened last year. Well, just because it's Valentino Khan, I wouldn't remember. But because I'm like, there wasn't like real DJ interaction during the show. So I not, almost not for us. That shit. Not for us, no. Yeah, for the live crowd. So it's like you asked me who were the first rappers at WrestleMania held. The truth is, it could be motherfucking. Um, I thought it was Run DMC. It is, but it could be anybody considering <laughs> if, if a motherfucker just wasn't on camera. <laughs> like West Side Gun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like for real. Like West Side Gun sitting fucking ringside. He ain't said a word. This motherfucker got half a million dollar worth of jewelry. No, on. they ain't never. And, and, and you know what? He traveled light today. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dog, light, he, light. I, I remember uh, the, the the week that he was on AEW and WWE in the same week. You remember how much platinum he had around his neck? That shit looked like he looked like he had Slick Rick in a chokehold. Right. So then when I see him sitting uh, sitting ringside, I'm like, okay, is this like a motherfucker cosplaying West Side? <laughs> was that really, really West Side? Gun? And I look again, I'm like, now I seen that. I seen that necklace just recently. Like. Yeah, that's fucking West Def- Side Gun. Definitely him. De- definitely him. And he's outside and up in that bitch simultaneously. Simultaneously. <laughs> then you got Kevin Gates over here. First of all, Kevin Gates looks like a whole new person. So shouts out to that. But boy, did they give him the red carpet treatment? Somebody, look, I, I really feel like Swerve is leveraging his personal relationships because nothing about Kevin Gates being on Dynamite says that. Anybody in the front office made that happen. Okay, all right. So that act to me, it says everything about that. Somebody in the front office made that happen. Want to tell you why? West Side Gun has been on so many TV programs and so many pay per views that no one can tell you all of them. Not once have they announced him. Kevin we Gates. Be, we we might be able to. We might. Kevin Gates got a graphic. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't mean what I'm saying is Swerve 
probably is the one in either Swerve or Kevin Lee, Keith Lee, <laughs> or <laughs> either Swerve or Keith Lee spearheaded the idea to get Kevin Gates involved. I will easily, I will easily say Swerve. Of course, I was just trying to be inclusive. And then Shit. once <laughs> that part, so once it's a green light and it's a go then yeah somebody who's involved with the truck would do xyz and put the graphic up because now not only are you in the crowd you're part of a mini angle not to be confused with kurt right you know what i'm saying <laughs> angle. you part of an angle no kurt so that makes me feel like one this is probably not the last time you see kevin gates we but for damn sure know it's not the last time we're going to see West Side Gun. West Side Gun is like fucking Where's Waldo for AEW. <laughs> <laughs> not a lie. Not a lie told. Not one lie told, like for real. <laughs> He's the Where's Waldo of professional wrestling. Professional wrestling, AEW. yeah. He's I, professional I, wrestling. He I'm, is hip-hop's Where's Waldo. I'm sure we can find him at an HOG show if we look hard enough. Probably in the back with P. <laughs> Chopping it up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like trying to trying to figure out how to buy his way in. Man. But yeah, that's uh, I don't look, we we've been having this conversation cuz we had it about, you know, the David Banner and Cesaro thing. It's like you would like to believe that somebody in the front office knows enough, but we've seen so many examples that that's not the case. I've built a bridge sidebar David Banner's fucking with gang. Or gang gang is about to fuck with David Banner. Whole lot of fucking gang shit. Big brother what Jake. Happened? Big brother Jake. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that Hey, you know you know he went by the station today and saw Ron, right? I I do know. That's how I found out he was in town. Yeah, I knew he was coming. I didn't know what for. If like I had, if I had even known, so so my man's dirty child, so dirty bird. If dirty bird had told me, I would have known before Ron. But the issue was, dirty bird assumed that I was already in the know, and I found out in real time, just like you did. Literally yeah. four four minutes later, four minutes after you did. So I knew I knew he was gonna be here. That part I already knew. I didn't know why. Well, fuck that. I didn't know why. I knew why didn't necessarily know where even though you know the, the the radio stations are gonna be part of whatever goes on when he's here and i didn't know for how long well i just got it under uh, i just got yeah, just, i just i just got it in in the uh in the uh the old inbox that the man has uh taken control of his own destiny and owns his own masters the entire catalog See, so so right now we doing what what um what OGs in the South would refer to as a a, um, a promo tour of the lower thirteen? No, it's it's track dates is what it, what it was referred to when you were with the majors referred as a track date. Yes, you're you're uh, you're, you're dropping off. Uh, it, it's it's no doubt it's a promo tour, but you're you're the whole idea is to uh, incorporate a listening party for. The song, what you have on the album thus far, you get feedback in real time from tastemakers and DJs. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to try to forward progress the marketing plan for the release. 
all of the above. Uh, you know, so it's a little bit more involved than just a promo tour when you're dealing with, especially we have radio involved with a lead single less than a month after its release. It's truly beautiful that right there in that exchange between us, you got the indie rapper version, the indie rapper definition, and the actual um, signed artist industry term. Which and, and, we, and at, we're both talking about the exact same thing. At this case, and, and, and this, at this point in time, Indy would be an insult, but he is not signed. So no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I think Indy, from my perspective, oh no, 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 no. no. We're tour. we're on the same page. We're totally on the same page. I'm not disrespecting you or him. What I'm saying is, he's at the point now, especially when you have a catalog like he has and you own all of it, that calling yourself independent. Is, is is not only a badge of honor but it's an insult because of how severe how the degree or the magnitude of the catalog is at this point in, the, in its value right so so what term are we going to replace independent with for people who are shit man on he, that shelf he's, that, he's a different he's a different breed because he's an artist and a producer uh and and also he he does marketing I could okay, so, I could go so now I could go name him. I can go and say conglomerate comes to mind. Because well, <laughs> I mean, there's him. There's Tech Nine. Tech Nine. Tech Nine. Forbes. What? What? Fifty. All I'm saying is you're going to see about him, like. People like that, or like Ryan Leslie, like there has to be another word for those people who sit on that top shelf other than independent, if independent is almost like a backhanded compliment. Because Hove was the first one to hit that space with the Rock Nation deal, because Rock Nation is, if you look at it, it's a, it's an entity on its own. He pimped a completely different whore on that. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm keep it keep it one thousand. Like it's a lot of pimping going on with a lot of these artists that we're talking about currently. Jay pimped a completely different whore. Like Jay Jay Z found Dahlia oh, when he signed the Rock oof, Nation deal. Oof! You just said a word there, sir. You know what I'm saying? Like Rock Nation ain't even about artists and releasing music. That ain't that wasn't even the point of when that deal happened and there's so many there it, it's an onion there's layer upon layer the people like, who come and go as fast as they do there's layer upon layer you ain't never heard you ain't, you ain't never heard anybody say a bad word about rock nation after the fact right <laughs> that that's the true mark of a champion like yeah, you can have the name and people can be excited about the name because you can use the name to leverage services. But when they leave, is everybody happy? When they leave, has everybody been serviced? That right there is the mark of like just championship entertainment. And, it's, and it seems like I could be wrong, but it seems like there have been a whole lot of one offs. Even if the one-offs come in multiples by the same person, it just seems like a whole lot of one-offs. Either way, you're not hearing anything bad about At anyone all. who walked through the doors and walked back out of the door. Anyway, that... I, I wish I was more into on, anime. Man. That way I'd really be able to rank this, but let's put, put it this way. J from what I just Googled, Jay-Z is Frieza. 
Eesh. And like, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not in the. I'm not in the anime. I know about Freesha. Yeah, five, five, five million three hundred thousand. Five point three million. Mm, mm. Wait, wait a minute. Is that billion? That's billion, sir. Yeah, five point three billion. That that actually seems. <laughs> That's yeah. five million. I'll, five billion three hundred million. Price, 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 just went up. Yeah, Jay Z's Freezer. In this in this whole setup type thing, yeah, 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 I, yeah, pretty much. So yeah, David Banner's well on his way to Super Saiyan. Um, let's see here, other standout uh, notables here from Fighter Fest Night Two. Not a damn. Car Gilberg. Oh, she got down. Road to one seventy five still intact. Still in the thirties. Over 500 days surpassing Oldberg. Botchbot 9800. Get him up out the paint. So, considering the schedule now was nowhere near what it was then. Nope. They don't have her working dark. She's not working elevation. Like, she should. But she should be. Should be. She should be working those not because she, air quotes, needs to work, but every being in the ring is like most other things like repetition breeds familiar familiarity but familiarity could breed could breed contempt practice makes perfect there's that chances make champions all of those things you know, <laughs> a penny saved is a penny earned <laughs> a bird in the hands worth one in the, uh, a bird in the hands worth two in the bush <laughs> don't put off today what you won't put off till tomorrow what you can do today <laughs> <laughs> Sing a song Either. with six pits, pocket full of rye. <laughs> Damn. Oh, that's Oh, fun. shit. <laughs> Why stitching time saves nine. <laughs> uh, broken clock is right one, twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> Even a trash can gets a steak. <laughs> the sun shines on the dog's ass once a day. <laughs> <laughs> Once bitten, twice shy. <laughs> uh, two wrongs don't make a right, but three rights make a left. Damn. My favorite <laughs> one from Jadena. <laughs> Pop said, Once you're bitten by a snake, the paranoia make you pop a lizard in the face. <laughs> that line is so motherfucking cold to me. Like... That's a bar. Line, that is a bar. A bar. That's the top level bar that is not celebrated. Barmaceutical like right fucking, there. He fucking murdered that. Uh, that's a name. That, that's a name that hasn't been played enough or talked about enough. Then I'm, I'm putting him back in rotation just because of that. Hey, real real talk. He raps every bit as as good as Drake does, and gets none of the attention. Like they're almost. Well, Drake will go into like some some uh, modern emo shit sometimes, and then this new world world music. I appreciate Drake as an artist. I just can't listen to him. Same with Kendrick Lamar. That's another conversation, though. Or, okay, so what? How does that end up like being that way? Because I feel like I'm like that with some artists too. Because like someone will ask me, you know, who are my favorite artists? Nowadays, I don't have favorite artists. I just like songs. Um, for me, for, for me, because it makes Lamar. it so hard. Because people make it so hard to into the artist because there's always like some skeleton in the closet, just some character flaw. It's like, uh, I fuck you. I can't buy into you as a person because I don't know how you get down. 
one unpopular opinion, one of the most celebrated but uh, mid rappers of all time is a guru, rest in peace, of Gangstar. And but he said something. He he has bars that are straightforward in your face that are like almost like listen like reading instructions from the Quran. Like you know, Quran says basically do this, don't do that. Whereas the Bible gives you parables. He's, he gave you a Quran bar. He said, it's mostly the voice to get you up. It's mostly the voice to get you bucked. Some got flavor and some got skill, but if your voice ain't dope, then you need to chill. That's been my issue with Kendrick Lamar since the beginning. Like, I try to power through his songs, but I can't power through his voice. Damn. And it's, it, it, it may, certain, it, it, may, it may be in my brain, right? Cause I can't. I, I can't remember the last artist that I was like, man, I can't get past the voice enough to actually listen to the content. I had to think about that. I can listen to the content, but it's like I have to, I have to force myself to power through it, even when the beats bang. Like even was, though he was the resurrection of eight for the two thousand and teens, he was the resurrection of he was single handedly responsible for the sunrise of eight's uh, for, uh, fourth decade in this industry straight up minish chill you know like dj premier was the one that got him out there but the resurrection it doesn't he doesn't get up out of bed unless drake is drake unless kendrick lamar is involved so i'm thankful for his contribution hell section 80 is one of my favorite mixtapes of all time i just can't get past the voice and i i regret not meeting him when i had the chance when uh i dj for shouts out to ps the rebels uh, Samuel and Pion, uh, we opened up for Kendrick Lamar at the uh, at Trees back in 2011, and I didn't stick around for the wrong reason. On his writer, he had a three pack of polo socks un- uh, unopened, and I didn't stick around <laughs> because because uh, I was in the green room. But considering who was promoting the show, which I didn't know who who the promoters were at the time, it was a jerk fest. He did that shit on purpose. I would have shaken his hand had I known who was promoting the show at the, during the time in real time. And anyway, I digress. I have that same issue with Drake, but Drake's issue is not more so his voice because like a man who is taller than me, whose voice is as deep, if not deeper than mine in real life, shouldn't sound like he's crying on every record. Wait, Drake is taller than you? Yep. Drake's no. about 6'4". I gotta see that one in person. I don't believe that one. Yeah, I, I believe Drake's about six four. Oh shit, Cody! Cody want an SB. Oh, he's six foot. He just looks taller on TV, I guess. Because he's saying, what the fuck. Uh, okay, he's on my bad. Like, yeah, I'm like, he's not a, he's not an NBA player. What, what, what is he? Wild, wild, wild moment of the year or some shit? Uh, I didn't see. I didn't. Uh, wins best WWE moment. So, of course, he won best WWE moment. He just won a fucking category made by the company he works for. It it really so. As, say, as, no. as we're all over the place in in, in real time, right. that ne- that negates everything that I said about the conversation about the moment right there. The fact that the company who invented this award for another company who's having an award show gives him an award. That I was talking about in casual conversation, it negates everything that I just I, I talked about with him for WrestleMania. I fucking told you that that's 
That's the equi- that's the equivalent of saying. Matter of fact, and you know you know what that is. What is that? That's been that's Dave Mays giving Benzino a five mic on an album. That's what that is. You see what I'm saying? So okay, you know what would have made way more sense? Nobody would have argued about it. And it oh oh oh! Perfect. I got you. I got you. I got you. The match against Seth, the Hell in a Cell match. No, thank you. Oh, I'm really? Not talking about, I'm not talking about Cody at all. Mm. Mm. This is my daily acknowledgement of my tribal chief. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm a, I apologize. I apologize. You, I mean, all. okay, look, you're in a fucking crisis when it comes to stars. At this point, you're in a you're in crisis mode. Let's keep the shit real. Because if you're booking your own SummerSlam card and the company isn't happy about what they've booked. Or what they've lined up, you know you're in crisis mode as far as star power. The fans weren't happy with the idea of SummerSlam, as as, as put forth by the idea that the uh, the venue was no. I'm sorry, that wasn't hell. That was Money in the Bank. That was where the venue was downsized. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you are on, but still, <laughs> all of the above. But you are you are on a motherfucking downward slope right now with star power. The biggest star you have on your roster that is homegrown is who? Roman fucking Reigns. Your heavyweight so, tribal chief and WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion. So as played as the ESPYs may have become or may be in your mind or someone else's mind, whatever, that platform of ESPN that is... Con- Combined and joined at the hip with ABC, the worldwide leader, Disney. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank <sighs> you. Thank you. Walt, Walt sends his regards. You don't put your biggest star on a platform, on a pedestal for ESPN to see. And then when they look at that guy, see what he looks like, realize how he presents himself. You could have even gotten Heyman there. Like Heyman getting to cut a promo in front of ESPN in real in real in real time. In, in real time that, with that, all of the professional athletes that are there and to me really do they all watch wrestling? To me, that's bigger than a Hall of Fame. So put put Heyman, put your best foot forward. Put your put your star players on the field at all times. Put Roman and Heyman in front of that crowd at the ESPYs and let them do what they do. So now everybody who watches wrestling, oh shit, that's cool. I fuck with him. That's Roman Reigns. People who don't know, who don't watch the product, oh shit, who is Roman Reigns? Click and click and click, click, Google. Oh shit, that's The Rock's cousin. Back up, back up a taste. What's the number one sport in terms of the amount of athletes available on any given Sunday? I just gave you a hint. Football. Considering the age of Roman and considering how many years he's been in this business, imagine how many people in the crowd can say, oh, shit, I played against him. Oh, shit, I played with him. It's people in the crowd. <laughs> Hell, for that reason, you could have sent happy fucking Corbin well, co- or Pat or, or Pat, Pat McAfee. McAfee. Either one of them. But with, with Roman, you're absolutely right. And then there, here's the other tie in. His cousin of the rock. What is The Rock doing right now? Mm, I don't know. Besides acting at, at, a, at, the high, at the highest clip, running and, 
they football a program. Fo- <laughs> that's thank you. That's what I'm. Not, not a football program. A football company. A league. A football company. A fucking league. <laughs> this motherfucker has a league. <laughs> league. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm quote. A, I'm gonna start doing like with I'm gonna do like Don. I'm gonna do like fucking Don Cheadle in Ocean's Thirteen. Teams. <laughs> Classic. He has teams. Like, stop fucking playing. Like, y'all played, y'all played this shit wrong. Cause, and I'm certain, I'm a hundred percent certain. Somebody in the room at the table said, "We can air quotes build another star by giving this to Cody." I keep saying it. I heard the motherfucker saying they made Hove. Made Hove say, "Okay, so make another Hove." When the real the real deal of this whole thing is like, Cody's a face, right? But he's a face who hated the machine and left. That's his whole narrative. The machine fucked me over, so I left. And I went and made myself a bigger star. So why not double down on that and have WWE, air quotes, ignore him about the biggest moment? Because your, your, other, your other bullet in the, in the clip if you don't get Rock versus Reigns, Cody's the next guy. Easy, not Easy. even a, not even it, not even a question. Him and Rollins, it's like yeah. If and, we're and talking about rest, two way too early WrestleMania opon- opponents, it's Rock, Cody, Seth. And and you know I just thought about this. Um, I thought about this. I want to say a couple of weeks ago, and I meant to bring it up on the show. One thing that WWE would never do that they can pull off with Cody is Cody do the exact same thing that AEW fans accuse him of, and that's blowing himself. When he comes back, he could destroy everything in his path, from cameras to rings to uh, to ringside to, to announce tables to ringside barricades, and cut a scathing promo about how he was overworked and to the point of catastrophic injury, blame the machine again and sit there disgruntled through his contract while he tries his damnness to be at the top of the car. I'm it like that's something it, that would get people interested and boo him, but no one will pull the trigger on that shit ever because see, Cody I, is too I'm, marketable. I'm, co- I'm, I'm cool with him being the face. So half of what you said I'll take because that was what I was thinking the whole idea of shunning him for moment of the year at the ESPYs is the precipice for him to come back and say oh see it was good when you welcomed me back and I helped make you some money in Dallas hold on oh what you got yeah dad life so that's his whole basis when he comes back is oh i was good enough to pop you know pop a crowd and help you you know make some money in dallas it was cool when i when i sacrificed you know the remainder of my career to help deliver at a pay-per-view because your champion decided to take the night off Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All, all of that stuff but he's still suit and tie so it's one of those things where like people in the crowd have no choice but to accept it because it's not a lie. Right. But 
you get you basically get that this is where you kind of do need an authority figure you need someone to focus this hate on and and i'm unfortunately Vince McMahon is in no position to do this. Anymore. Oh man! Oh, you, you, oh, and you know this story is getting worse, don't you? Of course it is. Of course it is. It's, it's gonna continue to get worse. But McMahon, I don't even think he could pull it off if he wasn't in trouble. Air quotes trouble right now. He just—he's not the same guy from 1999. But Trips could. But they gotta Absolutely give. They, 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 they got to give him the baton, though, man. Pass That's the stick. He, I mean, that's some that's some one he got to be comfortable with. Two, they have there has to be a, a dedication to making this better. The dedication, the, 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 not, the dedication they, for Triple H is the fact that he considered Dusty a friend, and Cody knows that. That's cool, but I'm saying across the board, there's not a commitment to better creative. Like the shit we're spewing out right now is just off the top of the dome. Off the top of the dome, right? We do, but your your creative team or whoever's in charge since you know bruce moved up to talent relations like <laughs> you gotta you really have and yeah this whole smoke screen that we got about tv 14 like you have to make a be- a commitment which, to which didn't creative. happen right nah <laughs> nah that was cap <laughs> that was super cap i wonder who it came from yo so now now the story went out so quickly and got picked up by so many major media spot outlets that people like Sports Illustrated had to go print retractions and editor's notes on did, the article. Did you see this is sidebar again as we're talking about Disney? Did you see the article? What the article? The tweet that came out today about who's uh, replacing uh, Patrick Stewart as Professor X? No. Clifton Powell. Wait, what? Pinky. I know the I know who the fuck Clifton Powell is. <laughs> there's a when tweet. The f- there's a tweet that's floating around numerous, um, numerous nah, outlets. Um, that, that, unsubstantiated, no. mind fuck you. Fuck that. No, unsubstantiated. That sounds yeah, like a come, joke. We tell it. That sounds like a fucking joke. Me and Don tell in the studio. Bro, it, well, it, it it grew fucking legs. Oh, I'm just telling you this out there. But anyway, back nah. back on back on what I was saying earlier about the uh, the worst the worst scenario. And Cuba Gooding Jr. is gonna play Hawkeye in the next Sh- Avengers movie. He ain't playing chess right now. Look, um, your boy uh, Vince is uh, a, tar- a target of, me. target of a story yeah, uh, of Bryant Gumble. Real Sports is doing an episode on this Vince hey. McMahon story. You know Vince don't never do well when it comes to HBO Real Sports. Like he, he has the worst fucking luck and the worst fucking win-loss record against HBO and Real Sports. Ofer. <laughs> Straight donut. Ofer life. For life. New, 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 new world order. Completely fucked. Like, he's done. Because they ain't going to show no mercy because they ain't never fuck with him. Oh. So you're not going to... You're not gonna get the slant, or it's like we're just presenting it, but we want to stay in Vince's good graces. Nah, fuck this. This is gonna be a smear campaign, we, and so, I'm gonna watch every second of it because it's all gonna be true. Since we're doing this in two parts, and you said magic words that triggered me, <laughs> allow me to trigger you. You said no mercy. First and foremost, we didn't finish talking about the Car Gilbert match, so y- y- y'all can go back and watch AEW Dynamite if you want to, whatever. But all I'm gonna say is Car Gilbert been handling her business. Like she been she been 
you know, putting the reps in and you can see her getting better. You can watch the maturation. I just think you would accelerate it if you gave her dark elevation and whatever other YouTube programs you have. And that way you can pad the stats on the fucking wins. Bro, four times 25 is 100. So every two weeks you can get her on all four shows and get 100 wins under her belt. I'm saying, in one year. In one year, twenty. Just give her every other week. Just give her one week on, one week off. Four shows, whatever. I, I, I digress. Man, fuck that. You can work four times a week, especially the, if they're gonna be squash matches against enhancement talent. Let Let's break down this before. Um, no one's asking you to work Iron Woman matches before before James E. Cornette shuts down the entire world Jeez. with with this nonsense. Not not his nonsense, but talking about the nonsense we're about to bring up. The lame event of the evening. <laughs> the lame event. A barbed wire <laughs> everywhere match, complete Wait. with Justin Roberts. Wait, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like there's been enough cap. It's time, time for the lame event. event. All right, there you go. You wait, oh, wait, hold on, hold, hold on. That, shout out that. to Mark Henry and shout out to his son squatting six hundred. Jesus, I never thought I would see the day that his, his son would get like that because his son was skinny five years ago. Back up, let's do it. It's in its genetics. It's, it's in his DNA. His DNA. His DNA. Um, one, one more time on the cap. So um, no, no, looks like it's been enough cap. Give me one more time on that. All right. Looks like there's been enough cap. It's, it's time, time for the lame event. <laughs> I wanted to cheer so bad, but I can't. Justin Roberts. Why? Justin you can Roberts. do whatever you want to do. It, it, I can't. Justin Roberts had a microphone laced in bar- barbed wire for a barbed Stupid. wire everywhere match. Stupid and campy. Uh, one of our guys, Eddie Kingpin, gang. I'm not even giving him the gang shit tag right now. I'm, I'm upset. Versus, I mean, he's still, he's still gang. This shit ain't his fault. Oh, okay, you, what, you gang for life. You gang for life. A whole lot of fucking gang shit. You, you gang till you ain't gang no more. Versus the pain maker. I'm not saying his name. Listen. How many times... Are we going to sacrifice Eddie Kingpin? For, oh, I, I mean, I mean, I, let me go back. Let me go back. This match involved the Jericho Appreciation Society and a shark cage as a as a uh, homage to Shark Week. That's the fuck out of here, That's bro. above uh, the fans. Not even above the floor, but above the fans. So. Okay. This cage, check, check this, this cage out. held five men. Trash. All, everything you're saying right now is trash. Not because you're saying it, but because it happened. It was lopsided. How, how uh, many? How many things can go wrong on live television with a shark cage that has over a thousand pounds worth of man in it? It could have been grand opening, grand closing. This made a this, lot of people. This very well could have been the very last dynamite ever. Or dynamite be under new ownership. Be whoever's in row three. Ruby Soho at ringside supporting Eddie Kingpin, her 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 good friend, quote unquote. 
according to the announced to, desk. How the fuck do you come to the ring to support someone in a barbed wire match? Who 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 is holding the keys to the shark cage while sitting on top of the remote control that has the lifts for the the for the shark cage only to be jumped by the girlfriend I'm sorry and the cage only had four people in it because the fifth one was backstage Jesus. yeah how the fuck does that happen like oh we can't find the fifth member so we won't put him in the cage like but his fuck? girlfriend and her her best friend come out and jump her ass like she like she stole fifty thousand dollars off off the table the explanation of this match is pissing me off hold on hold on we ain't talking about the match this is outside the ring you see what the fuck I'm saying I don't even what? go ahead the shark cage comes down the keys spoiler alert uh, one of the announcers probably Jim Ross may mention that what if it's the, what if the keys that Ruby Soho has aren't even the right keys and she switched them as evidenced by the fact that Ty Conti can't open the lock on the cage. So what do the what do the caged participants do? Like logical thinking men, they squeeze through the fucking bars that just happen to be wide enough for them to go through without having to open up the goddamn doors. Dog. Dog. I don't know what the fuck you want. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> like, oh. like, how stupid can you make Eddie Kingston look at one time? Eddie Kingston started the match off with probably. Well, for the first move, busted Jericho open. Let's start with that. But then it, it should have. And then start off with, with so much offense that it made zero sense for Chris Jericho to get any in. It should have been a fucking massacre. Eddie Kingpin should have dog walked Chris Jericho from one side of the arena to the other. To a pinfall or submission or even a KO. Either way. And then, fine. You don't want him to be the one to, to you know, raise his hand as the victor so we can end this, this fucking infinity war. Have Eddie Kingpin do what he did throw Jericho into the air quote spider web of fucking barbed wire oh, that, that, hold and, on, just, hold, and yeah. just walk out and leave just leave you have, I, you have I did what I came for I, I made you bleed now I'm gone you have Ortiz you have he, uh, he, can't, he can't help nobody right now huh he can't help nobody right now I thought, I thought Santana was hurt oh well shit yeah exactly yeah, you have. He got, his head, he got his head scalped when he got his. That shit might be getting infected. You got you got Ortiz, you got Moxley, you got the great Yuta, you got. Um, I forgot who else came out there, but after all that fracas that they had outside the ring, then Sammy Guevara's bitch ass comes out here. And I'm not and I'm not calling the man a bitch ass. It's for like on some real life shit. Just I'm. I'm it's, this is the vitriol from 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 watching it from a fan's perspective. He comes out here like a herb to protect Jericho after his girlfriend had already came in and interrupted the match. Then causes, like he's involved in the finish to the point to where uh, Eddie Kingpin 
gets pinned after a Judas effect. And what happens after that? Eddie Kingpin gets up and hurls the pain maker into a barbed wire mattress that had no pad or no springs or padding. This shit weak, man. Why why are we getting winning offense when it doesn't matter? Because that is what AEW is comprised of. The bunch of shit that you get when it doesn't fucking matter. They should have just called this 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 uh event, not even the like dynamite. Another monthly car crash featuring Chris Jericho. Winning. This is another shit show produced by the award-winning director of absolutely nothing, Jericho Spielberg. Everything, everything about this match was about putting him in the air quotes, uh, memorable moments. So oh, he gets to do the he gets to do the pain maker gimmick. So he gets to look like a, a fucking great value kiss cover band roadie. Then after all of the shit that's taking place, you get one last match with with Eddie Kingston. Of course, you have to go over. It has to be gratuitous bullshit and nonsense around the fucking match. And then at the end, even though you won, you still have to get your glamour shot in this hobby lobby bed of barbed wire that <laughs> they've constructed. Dog, the show ends with a losing Eddie Kingston sitting on the apron of the ring after Jericho gets tossed through this this box spring while Jericho is whining and, and, and writhing in pain. It was the most campy bullshit ever because he's overacting because he's not actually stuck in any fucking barbed wire. He's laying on top of plastic. God damn it! This, this is this is on top of. We've already talked about uh, glorious Lee. <laughs> uh, oh wait! But before we before you do that, you do realize there was one way to really get around this whole forced Shark Week promotion, and it was very easy. It'd been real quick. Nobody would have got hurt. We'd been able to go on, go on with our business. You're in Atlanta. You could have brought Little John. I mean, all the other stars were there. Shit. He's the yeah, voice like, of Shark Week. That That's an easy way to do it. That would be great. And you know who I would have stand next to him? Who? <laughs> ain't double T-I-C. Ain't no crew out here for real. Did that know about me? But y'all for sure with it. <laughs> I go, nah, who? <laughs> Look, the young bloods can come if they want to. I'm never gonna John turn Paul down. And what up? I'm never gonna turn down an opportunity. <laughs> it's Sean P, aka a it's sharp crease. <laughs> fuck you, mean? You think you gonna catch me off guard? Like I didn't know what the fuck that was. Y'all don't give a damn. We don't give a fuck. Straight like that. <laughs> I know you're waiting for that. It won't be long, shot. Be patient, cause I'm coming, coming for you. Oh man. Uh, Look, you can't uh, you can't fade me on this shit, son. Hey, uh, but, uh, hold on, sidebar some Atlanta shit. The other day, I just randomly found one of my mixes, and I was I got, came through bucking like five dudes full tray. <laughs> Woo, 
ATL has some hits. Go ahead, though. Shark Boy. Stone Cold Shark Boy. Why not? Why not? You would you would have absolutely gotten a pop from that audience because that crowd knows it it satisfies Shark Week because you only have to do it once because maybe you twice, bro. Do you understand? You do understand because you brought up his name. You had this lame ass smiling dancing shark behind the mask. <laughs> I almost said something, but um, that would have got us canceled. This would have been the last episode. Oh, uh, careful. <laughs> But yeah, you bring out Shark Boy, you ain't got to worry about nobody smiling. He could have, he could have actually like not won, and still got Shark Week over. Oh, I'm saying like just cut a fucking promo. You said okay, we in Atlanta. You said Lil John. Lil John has a fucking, and for those who haven't seen it, Lil John has a fucking awesome show of doing home renovations. Never would have thought that Lil John had that much interior decorating, you know, savvy. But he, Kill, he killing, killing anybody that's in his space to come before him to do this shit, including Rob Van Winkle. Dude, a bad motherfucker. So, just know that. So, there, there's one. There's one, um... I don't... Is HGTV part of Discovery Plus? Is he part of that conglomerate? Yep. Oh, well, fuck. Come on, bruh. I'm not even in the room and I'm putting together better <laughs> shit. Like, so you get the HGTV shit, so that's also going to feed back into Discovery Plus. He's from Atlanta. Bam. Get him out there. So now, th- how about you so bring that's two, that, Shark that, Boy? That, that's two Lil John plugs on a sister on, network at the same damn time. Go ahead. At the same damn time. And then you have him cut a promo with Shark Boy. Something pre-taped. That way nobody fucks up says the wrong thing or just you know forgets their lines and starts to go into business for themselves any of that pre-tape that would have come matter of fact they could have been the host for fighter fest night two shark week i mean so hell, just hell they, they had so many people in the crowd they could have made the they could have made the aew aspect of a black tie all they would have taken <sighs> was a phone call I'm just saying somebody's not somebody's not thinking enough. Like what it feels like they're doing is they got to Atlanta and everybody on the AEW roster with melanin started saying, "Can we get this person? Can we get that person?" And then the front office started making calls to their representatives. They just I just mm, it fucking irritates me that like there is a huge segment of a wrestling audience that fuck being catered to they're barely recognized until you want to get something out of them (laughs) like and then you shortchange yourself by doing that like it baffles me how the fuck did we mess this up you're 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 teasing and in the most in the craziest way possible you're teasing a uh, heel turn for Orange Cassidy or or Trent Beretta. One of the two. But it, it looks Trent but, Beretta. But it needs to be Trent. It looks like Orange Cassidy. I'll, oh, 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 I'll oh, take oh, it if oh, it's Orange oh, Cassidy, because that's what I asked for. Oh, oh, swap, swap. Help me understand. You have the interim AEW world champion and John Moxley. You have the ROH Pure Champion and Wheeler Yuta. Against the best friends, you have Wheeler Yuta 
first mistake already. Eat. Not one, but two pile drivers in less than five seconds for a two count? Look, at this point, you, you, if you've watched AEW for the three, almost four years that has been in existence, you know not to watch these matches and, and expect a whole lot of ring psychology. You're here for the cool moves. That's, that's kind of it. You're going to, cool, the only time cool you move, get, a cool move is the Canadian Destroyer. Outlaw moves are jumping pile drivers a la Eric Embry and Paul Orndorff. Rest in peace. Look, look who you, I mean, look at who you dealing with. Like Trent Beretta got stripes, but look at who his partner is. I've never seen him do anything I like other than that dangerous ass pile driver. That's the first thing I've ever seen him do that I kind of like. And the shit's reckless as fuck. <laughs> That's the problem. But it's a cool move and it looks good when you do it. And you so so you have the most balls to the wall brass knuckle faction in wrestling today. I think you're putting a little bit too much on on what they are. The the Blackpool Combat Club. Yes, I there's there's what they are, and that's and then there's what we want them to be. Okay, that so I'm talking about what we want them to be because they have right. that they they have the potential considering who's at the helm. Right, you want them to be a bunch of walking killers, but that here, ain't it. But here, that ain't here, what we getting. Here, here we are with top shelf champions, barely getting by people that ain't had a title match in fucking a year. Yeah, like why the fuck are they working a competitive main event? This should have been over in four minutes, in the, including in the four first minutes hour. Four minutes, including the entrances. This should have been quickly done in the first hour and not even the opening contest and you know how, how you do it you should have had moxley forearm shiver trent beretta in the mouth and knock him unconscious on the apron and then wheeler Yuta can stretch fucking uh, uh what's his face chuck taylor stretch his ass and oh, get him out oh, of and, how, and how silly how silly did uh chuck taylor look getting rolled up like that by wheeler Yuta? the roll-up was sweet as hell but he literally, he literally split, gutted, filled, licked, and slammed the blunt shut for a three count. Y'all can keep putting this motherfucker on TV. <laughs> I'm literally, I, I literally have my forehead resting on the microphone right now, bro. It just stop insulting our fucking intelligence. They can't. They can't because everybody has to get a turn. This is the part of inclusion that I'm like, that's the part of inclusion that makes me and other people who think like me say fuck inclusion. Because everybody has to have a turn whether they're good at it or not. Oh, and speaking of that, we, I saw something about the NWA bringing back the United States tag team titles. I did see that. If that's not a, partic a participation trophy, nothing is. The last thing I mean, the NWA needs is more titles. The more th the one thing they do need is to circulate more money amongst their fucking talent. Let's start with that shit. Get some TV clearances before you start adding more belts to the collection. Look, I can't even I can't even bring myself to police how they do business because I can't watch them unless I'm gonna go up. And there's that. Unless I'm going to go up, out, and above 
the Call of Duty, which I don't plan to do for additional wrestling content that hasn't already caught my eye. I got unwatched episodes of fucking New Japan from Axis on my DVR that are probably going to expire and disappear. I lo- I'm not mo- I'm not motivated to watch this shit. Suave, you know, you know, ever since I lost that bet in season 1 with you and Petty about not being able to watch Impact. Actually, it was season 1 going into season 2. I lost the bet to never watch Impact again. And then y'all lifted that. And since y'all lifted it, I've probably probably watched a totality of about a handful of episodes in the last three, four years. I literally, to save space on my DVR, just deleted the folder without even looking to see what was in it. 2005 TNA would have never. Would have never. 2012 TNA would have never. I don't know about that. I wasn't watching. I was. It had it had its moments, but it was still watchable. And Entertainment I, value wise, impact is fucking rough. It, it is rough. rough to get an entire episode. I don't care who doesn't like it. I don't care who ain't feeling us saying it. It's difficult. It's a hard watch, bro. Especially after the pandemic, because like the 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 company is unrecognizable. Sure, you have new talent, and you want to bring up new talent. But it's not a destination spot for people anymore. It used to be. Hell, the Dudley Boys and Kurt Angle, three sure shot first ballot Hall of Famers. When they when they came time for them to get in, they got in, showed up, showed out. Had the best runs of their careers and impact in TNA. Now, the Dudley boys naturally made a name for themselves in ECW, but as a tag team, as Bubba Ray and Devon, or Brother Ray and Devon, their best body of work came in Impact. Or TNA. I'm going to respectfully disagree and agree to disagree. You're going with ECW, right? Yeah, I'm going with... And I'll, I'll make it specific. Give me... Hell, I'll even take starting with 97 with Barely Legal. But from 97 to 99. Two years. I knew you were going to pick two years. It's funny you should say that. So, Because, I mean, in 2000, they, they, you know, that's the TNN TV deal. They on their way out. But from 97 to 99, listen. 06 to 10, you had them win the NWA World Tag Team Champions, the IWGP World Tag Team Championships, and the Impact World Tag, or TNA World Tag Team Championships. Congratulations. At, at the, at the time, they were the, only, they were the only team to do that. And I don't know, I, I, I didn't do my Googles for this conversation because this was not something I was expecting, but I don't know how many runs they had with those belts. But respectfully disagreeing with me, I'll take it against that 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 two-year body of work was fucking phenomenal because you know they were they were outside and up in this bitch simultaneously. Right, because T- TNA is a re- is more like it's a resume. They're pad stats. It's it's a it's a resume boost because you can name off all the titles that they racked up in that that period when they were respected at that. Not just they weren't just handed right. those. Right, they weren't just carrying miscellaneous belts. They weren't just like carrying um, garage garage door championship wrestling titles. They weren't. So they had they had prestigious titles. 
100%. So it's it's a it's a resume boost. That two-year period that I'm saying from ECW, that's some shit you got to actually go see. You have to, it has to take the eye test. You have to see it to believe it. Shit like this could never happen again. Mm-hmm. The stuff Bubba Ray Dudley was doing in 1998 with a microphone, you could never. This like stuff, never, this, this. never again in life are you going to be able to hear people say shit like that in public. Even the stuff that I don't say, even the stuff that didn't make TV that you can find on YouTube will never be said again you by him to, or anyone no. remotely close to being like him, like him, including offspring, which he does not have. You will not be able to get outside like that ever again. Y'all have ruined, y'all have ruined America, y'all have ruined planet Earth. <laughs> we will never get that again. Never. And for, yeah, but keep going. We we having fun here. We we touching all the all the bases and we making good points. And you know it, it's a, it's a very organic farm to table type show what we're doing right now. And it's we weren't supposed to be talking this long for a very good reason. And hopefully, hopefully nothing happens where we have to come back in and uh, and amend. But if it does, oh, we here always with, we here with the shit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it fucking all it always does somebody fucks up and does something okay back to one of our, our other points from earlier about the the Vince Mc, well not the Vince McMahon story but about the WWE going TV 14 and the fact that people got so outside and so fucked up and so ass backwards about trying to break the story first that air quotes real media took it and ran with it and then had to uh, post retractions shit like that (laughs) is what makes people look at professional wrestling as a fucking carnival act even now you can gross as much money annually as you want to they look at it as remedial entertainment because the people charged with covering the the inner goings on whether it be from a reviewing in-ring content standpoint or just air quotes reporting the news accurately there's no solid ground to stand on and it's it's a disservice to the industry on a high level and you continue to let these people be your air quote source on all things going on in pro wrestling when most of these people are just swapping text messages with somebody who happens to be on the roster <laughs> they know about as much as we do y'all y'all the the general public over the next two weeks is about to find out a whole lot about how text messages are preserved whether you want them to be or not keep watching the news it don't have to necessarily start in here with uh, with this McMahon story. I, I just, I mean, something as simple as, okay, WWE is apparently internally thinking about going TV 14. And it's not necessarily their decision. It's the network. Because as we know, and as we, you know, kind of spoke about on, on prior episodes, USA is pushing 
for better content or edgier content. They want a renaissance of the Attitude Era because that's where they saw their greatest success. They're also, if you listen or if you watch their programming, they've also put that uh, that higher caliber rating on certain shows that came that followed uh, Monday Night Raw. For instance, there was. Uh, was it blood, sweat, and beers, or or, or, or uh, blood, sweat, and beards, or something like that? Um, that was just a reality show about uh, two two best friends out in the wilderness, but they kind of let some words fly. Queen of the South at one point followed uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, Miz and Mrs. They ain't out, they ain't quite outside because it's still part of the WWE umbrella. But there's some things that you know children don't need to see on there and in and prime time in fact that's why it comes on so late just in case they decide to do they do want to get outside fuck the irony of usa wanting to get back to an attitude bring back an attitude era get edgier content is the fact that fox used to be the home of the don't give a fuck and here they are not even thinking about it because they're still on network television. Hey, but check me out on this though. What difference does it make for you to have air quotes edgier content, or you know you got a couple of extra curse words sprinkled out here, maybe some you know soft core nudity, whatever it is they go for. Like if your content, your creative content isn't any better, adding a couple of shits and fucks doesn't make it good. <laughs> <laughs> if the premise is trash the final result is trash we can guarantee Jay Cargill anytime we see her she's going to say Tony cut the shit whether it's applicable or not and at this point it's an inside joke right who in their right mind can say the word shit and not and, and not look like it's being uh, thwarted throughout the conversation uh, on Monday Night Raw or, or even Smackdown for that matter there's not one person I can think of that that needs to the curse for uh, to make things edgier because needs to no, but placed in the right situation. Like okay, um, Paul Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar, Heyman doesn't need it. He doesn't, no, he doesn't. No, no, they, no, they don't need it, but they are the ones that could actually get it over. I mean, yeah, he could, but Heyman's Heyman's so gifted verbally that. It's almost like a step down if he did it. Lesnar, it makes sense because he's basically a, a cowboy hat wearing Neanderthal. And I'm not calling him that. I'm saying that's what the character looks like on TV. Um, it would have been applicable if Seth Rollins did it once or twice because he did do it. Basically, when he's going insane. Same thing with Becky Lynch. If Becky Lynch is just completely broken down mentally to where... She just she's walking around looking like uh, what's her face from the Fifth Element, and and just at her wits end. Her saying shit, fine, cool. Bianca Belair saying I'm gonna kick your ass, or you know I'm gonna kick your such and such ass. Totally, you know, perfectly fine. You know, you add a little razzle dazzle to it. Uh, the Street Profits, sure they can get away with it because it sounds cool. It's not the fact that you're adding curse words. It's the fact that TV 14 allows you to play with more mature story content. Now it's not, okay, 
especially nowadays. You remember the the old storyline back back ninety five, ninety six when when Shawn Michaels first won. No, it's ninety six when Shawn Michaels first won the championship and ended up having a feud with uh, Davy Boy Smith. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jim Cornette basically labeled him as an adulterer trying to move in on a married woman. <laughs> and Davy Boy completely went off behind the shit, not knowing that Diana Hart Smith was making the whole thing up. Shit like that. Like, you could take that story, put a modern twist on it, and probably piss a lot of people off in the process, but have some compelling television. <laughs> All I'm for a nominal oh, fee. Oh, shit. Soon to be a phenomenal fee. I will take some of this broken pencil knowledge, slice it off, and put it on your plate. Boy, boy, boy. The more things change, the more they say the same. I don't understand why people thought it's so fucking difficult to understand, bro. Let me let me run this down real quick while we I have it up in front of me, just to get out the way. The card for Flair's last match has been built. And I'd rather talk about this now than next week when <laughs> we have the lead in for the actual show. So let's just get it off our chest now. The card ain't the card ain't bad at all. That main event, Jesus. Alright, so let's run it down. Marshall and Ross Von Erich versus the Briscoes. Clark Connors versus Ren Narita. That needs to open the show. Uh, Killer Cross with Scarlett uh, uh, Bordeaux, his his new wife, newlyweds, by the way. Congratulations on that shit. Versus Harry Smith, a.k.a. D.A. Smith, a.k.a. David Hart Smith. Uh, Let's see here. Rachel Ellering versus Deanna Parazzo versus Jordan Grace for the Impact Knockout Impact Knockouts Championship in a three-way. Uh, let's see here. Josh Alexander versus <laughs> that's, that's what I'm here for. Whole lot of fucking gang shit. The Samoan Werewolf Jacob Fatu. Uh, Ray Phoenix versus Taurus versus Laredo Kid versus Bandito in a four-way. No, it looks like a, wait a minute. Is that a four-way or a tag match? Yep, that's got to be a four-way. Um, let's see here. Uh, the Wolves versus the Motor City, Motor City Machine Guns in a quote-unquote dream tag team rematch for nostalgia. Old to the new. Robert Gibson is in the corner of Ricky Morton and Kerry Morton representing the Rock and Roll Express while we have armed Glock Anderson in the corner for Brock and Brian Pillman Jr. representing the Four Horsemen. Why have we not seen Arn Anderson on, on Dynamite? Like He ain't got shit to do since Cody gone. I, I don't. He can't, he can't I, coach nobody else. I mean, Tully Blanchard was relegated to ROH. We've only seen him twice since that happened, and only once on TV. The other time was 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 when we were in doubt in, in at Garland for the uh, for the pay per view. Yeah, that's Tully. Though I'm talking about Arn. It's different. It's different strokes for different folks. Either way, he might, he, he might have been training Brock, but that's another conversation too. But I mean, then again, we don't watch Dark on a regular basis either. So he, he can't do two things at once. Anybody can do that. 
Well, most people should be able to, but... Mm-hmm. I, yeah, you should, should. Go, go ahead, though. <laughs> and then in the main event. <sighs> J-E-double-F, J-E-double-R-E-double-T, Jeff Jarrett, and... Jay Lethal take on Andrade El Idolo and the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Sting was right there. <laughs> Available. Who got I mean, choked? Who got choked out on dynamite, by the way? More nonsense. Beside totally totally beside the point. I mean he's just what Sting is how old? 60? 62? 62. So I mean him getting choked out. I mean, come on, you either gonna file a police report or not. But <laughs> as far as, yeah, it's like one or the other. Like either you're gonna take it on the chin or file a police report. Figure out what you're gonna do. <clears throat> but with this flair thing, I I, d- I don't wanna say I'm gonna I was sure to be let down but everything about the promotion going forward made me believe that this was going to be a singles match for Flair that was number one now it's probably my own fault for assuming but everything about the I knew better you knew better Go ahead, though. I also know better than than to think this man should be in the ring, tag team, singles, or any other. He shouldn't even be a fucking referee at this point. What we You're feel cool. about what this whole thing started off to be when we got the wind of it before the card was even built, we can't even talk about on this podcast without fear of not being able to do another one ever in life. Not just yeah. wrestling related. If we don't get canceled, we certainly would get sued. Certainly. But... Everything about the promotion would make someone think that it's a singles match. Flair's cutting solo promos. Everything about it's Ric Flair's last match. Doesn't say it's Ric Flair's last tag team match. Doesn't say it's Ric Flair's last appearance in a ring. They sold it as though this was Flair's gallop into the sunset. Not so fast because early on, the report after it was announced it was his last match was the fact it was supposed to be Ric Flair and FTR versus um, oh I rock was it Rock and Roll Express and uh, Ricky Steamboat? Oh, I know Ricky Steamboat was not getting in the ring, so I think it might have been a mystery guy because Steamboat has, has said been vehement about this I'm not getting back in the ring my health will not allow it well no no we I know that but that's that's what was floating around that uh that that's what they wanted to have happen but it was it was a it was rock and roll, rock and roll expressing a mystery partner and it was speculated that the mystery partner was going to be Ricky Steamboat but every anybody that knows anything about Ricky Steamboat knew Ricky Steamboat was not going to make that happen because Ricky Steamboat had what something that was close to an aneurysm Either way, smarter than the average bear. Thank you. We had the crib with it. <laughs> but, yeah, and I do remember, like, six-man tag action. I was like, okay, you can shield it. But, like I said, the, the conversation about that died down, and then the promotion was all about flair, which, again, yes, I know better. 
yes, I, you know, I would be more concerned if it was just him working a solo match, but he doesn't do flips and shit. So he's th he's gonna be throwing punches, throwing chops. You hear you hear to watch, see him play the hits. You hear you hear to see him do the face I, I, flop. I, I don't want to see them do the. I, I don't want to see him do the face flop. I damn sure don't want to see they see him do the flop over the the turnbuckle. You know he's finna try to do both. So you should have just hey if you don't want to see it just don't watch because you know them coming. Oh and it was and and, and the same boat wasn't an aneurysm it was a brain bleed but it wasn't an aneurysm. Okay. Um, yeah, Flair, you know that comes with the package. You can't, you can't substitute. No, you can't no, substitute. No Luger. You can't change. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> there's that. So, yeah, you, you can't take, you're not going to be able to take the, uh, substitute curly fries. None of that. You, this is what it comes with. You're taking the face flop, you're getting the, uh, over the top rope, run to the next corner, try to come down with the, a one-arm double axe handle and get caught. You know you're going. You know that's what you're gonna get. But I'm figuring, okay. His style is not. It's not like thinking of a 70 year old Kenny Omega. It's not that. This is the a style this, of this, wrestling. Is this, this is a Walking Dead man. Besides that, but I'm just talking about the style of wrestling. We all know no, I, what. No, that I, is. Well, style or no style, he's still a Walking Dead man with a heart condition, like. This match has the makings of nothing that that needs to be seen. You're preaching to the choir because we've already said this. I've told you from the jump. The goal for this is just <laughs> don't die. I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to hear it. Yeah, you did. You you gassed this shit up. And now that you've gassed this shit up, fuck it. I'm going to stop trying to explain what it came off like. What we have here is a complete fucking letdown. Because... This tag match gives me absolutely no reason to want to see this. I know the connection between Flair and Jared, but unless you're going to effectively tell that story throughout the broadcast, it ain't going to resonate with everybody because Jeff Jarrett used to be a horseman in, in uh, WCW. And there's an inside joke, air quotes, that he was never a horseman. As an outside joke that he was never a horseman too. I digress. Listen, mm -hmm. you you propose the absolute best case scenario main event for this pay per view that would have sold out the arena mm -hmm. and would have broken numbers to say goodbye to an icon. What because would that? That's the shit I do. What would that have been, sir? In order to make this actually flow and make it must-see and have Ric Flair's air quotes last match be the greatest one possible, it's a one-on-one -on -one with Charlotte. You watched The Shy or no? No, I have, I've never, never started The Shy. Okay. Yeah, Gibbs had a cameo that they they didn't even uh they didn't even give him credit for. No shit. Yeah, <laughs> which I, which I found very shocking. Yo, he got a he's got a really dope film on Netflix. On Netflix, uh, my brother put I don't know what it's on, but my brother put it on Plex. It's uh it's called um uh King, something about King, Down with the King. Okay. It's about it's a movie about a rapper. 
who is in the middle of his creative process for dropping another album and the label sends him to one of his remote locations to clear his head write and record and they keep pressuring him for just something because he's coming like he's coming up with nothing and they keep telling him like all of his uh all of his music is starting to sound the same like you did that record last time there's nothing special about this record um and damn we'll just it's encourage it's, the fuck out of me bro it's it's a it's a <laughs> it's it's really artfully because he he did the movie so it's it's really it's a it's an art piece it's a think piece but the uh-huh. ending is as bad as the movie is good mm, I don't know if I want to watch this there is shit. no ending see I, I ain't got time <laughs> like me, me <laughs> I, ain't got, Sean, I ain't got time for nobody to be playing with me by the time me and Sean got emotionally invested into the movie the credits were rolling Mm-mm. and it wasn't like it was a slow grind it was it was a steady grind like some <laughs> it's a good way to put it someone has a dull axe the first time they sharpened it I mean they, they lay it on a sharpener on the, on, the, uh, on the grinding stone it sharpens and they keep sharpening it and every time they sharpen it it stays the same sharp excuse and, me and then when you get to the point to where you think you're ready to actually use the axe the axe breaks no I'm good <laughs> I'm good. But it's, look, man, it's a really good movie, though. Uh, nope. If the ending, look, if it doesn't, the ending is everything. The beginning and the ending. It's like how people judge good verses. Yeah. There, like, there's the motherfuckers no- start off fire, but ends with a fizzle. The verse ain't classic. The you verse, need, the, yo, verse, first the verse ended on the 13th bar. Nah, I'm good. Because <laughs> nah, you probably didn't give me 12 and a half enough good bars to end it at 13 like nah fuck you no one is <laughs> no, I'm like, not taking I, I, it Jay, Jay-Z's ended at 15 I've seen a couple of 14's I've seen some 14's with a, with a DC Alfine where they repeat the uh, the last two or the last two lines twice that's that's Jones. that Mike Jones yeah <laughs> Jones Jones Joe bitches <laughs> Too much. Oh, that goddamn shit, player. Oh, just balling oh, continuously. continuously. <laughs> Don't tell me it's a good movie, but the ending sucks. Like, I'm not finna do that. Ah oh, man. Oh yeah. All right. Hell, hell no. I'm All not right. gonna do it. Let's. <laughs> uh, while while we're talking about endings and shit, new beginnings. Um. Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor is coming up this Saturday. Saturday. Is it Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Uh, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. 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 Like, like a monster truck rally. <laughs> See Samoa Joe. <laughs> Take on Jay Lethal. For the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> a special appearance by Gravedigger. Oh, uh, Hall of Fame uh, inductee Bigfoot will be in the house. 
Bruh. <laughs> Bruh, because that's all you had to say in the early 90s. Gravedigger and Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Fuck it. I want to see it. Don't don't let it be Gravedigger versus Bigfoot. It's a Rappington. <laughs> Bruh, that's stadium shit. No, you, can like, have, you know you can have that shit in 50 different arenas at, or at stadiums at the same time. <laughs> Boy, it was it was a it, it was a different time back then. It was then. different. Like, it didn't take much. It was different. It, it didn't take much. Uh, you didn't you didn't have like you had cable overlap, but like you might have had like like I remember my my little small uh, birthplace of like now maybe fifteen hundred people had a WOR from New York on their cable, and so that would be the only time you might get some cable overlap, like if. Gravedigger versus Bigfoot was happening in St. Louis and New York City at the same time. That's one of those anomalies where like five of the fifteen hundred people may be like, "What the fuck? How? How in the?" <laughs> Jeez, bro. All right, let me. <laughs> the, the irony of this coming on while we're talking about this shit, we're not even doing it. <laughs> Allison right. K versus uh, Willow Nightingale will be in the pre-show. Jonathan Gresham uh, with Tully Blanchard at ringside will be uh, going up against uh, Claudio Castagnoli for the ROH Championship. So Gresham is part of TDE, right? Or TBE? Uh, yes. Okay. And yeah. He so, just got his membership card. He's waiting on his uh, jacket. So <laughs> funny how I mentioned that before it actually happened. I, I literally jumped the shark on that shit and, and happened to be right in the, in the same water as the as the fish. You're uh, one Infinity Stone from being right about the Briscoes, too. <laughs> you need one more Infinity Stone, and then you can snap your fingers I and got clear a, out a lot of I shit. I got a feeling we're going to see that thing on Wednesday. <laughs> uh, if you if you see that, then it's a, like, there's, you know, Khan been really handling business behind the scenes. There is, a, there is something that I read, and uh, there's something that I read. I want to say within the last day or two, and I hate the fact because you you know you know who's involved with this, but who that you know who you you know you, if 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 Dick Weed was a wrestling writer, you know who I'm talking about. Mm, There's on come on man. I probably do, but. I probably do, but the engines are still no headgear starting to fire. No headgear. No headgear or all headgear, should I say? Now you got me thinking about Rick Steiner. <laughs> Cap. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Then there's that. So, but it but it was direct. It was a uh, a direct answer during a uh, during a presser. And uh, I'm going to see if I can find it while while I'm talking about this card. But uh, anyway. Jonathan Gresham versus Claudio Castagnoli for the ROA Championship. Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal for the uh, Ring of Honor TV title. The Great Yuta versus Daniel Garcia for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. I really hope that Yuta keeps this title because Garcia, even though he could use a rub, he, the fact that he's still with the uh, the Jackass Society, like, mm -hmm. like he, he complete turnoff. FTR versus the Briscoes, two out of three falls for the ROH World Tag Team titles. Whoa, 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 whoa. When did that become two out of three falls, famo? A couple days ago. Now we talking business. <laughs> now, now, see, now this is the shit we talk, we talking business. We, uh, yeah. you and I made mention of this back, uh, back when we saw him in Dallas, or in Garland, rather, that 
the money's going to come with these two. And if it wasn't for the fact that Briscoe's had other matches that night, that match probably would have been the main event. Mm. And uh, this one could still be the main event for this show. Mercedes Martinez versus Serena Deeb for the ROH women's title. If Serena Deeb wins this match, she needs to immediately go to the BCC or be greeted by the BCC upon winning the title. Just, just my thoughts. And then, I mean, yeah, we're we're at the we're at a crossroads with BCC because you have them ranked. Okay, it's it's the same conversation we already had. It's what you want them to be versus what they are. Yeah, and what they you are. What? Oh, you what, just you what? just talked about that in the same episode. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like what they are is is a, just another faction in AEW, a themed faction that doesn't actually operate in the theme. What we would like them to be is a armed group of assassins. <laughs> and then also we ain't getting that. Then also the righteous, which is Vincent Bateman and Dutch with uh, Vita Von Starr versus Dalton Castle and the boys, Brandon and Brent Tate. So I found this quote. I'm not going to give credence to the to person who Tony Khan was talking to, but Tony Khan was talking to this individual during a presser in which, or media scrum as they call them. And here's the direct quote. The Briscoes. The Briscoes is a great example. The Briscoes are under contract with Ring of Honor and a long-term contract. And I think there are some developmental wrestlers, but really probably the biggest names that are exclusively signed to Ring of Honor are the Briscoes. And they are some of the biggest names in Ring of Honor history. They are Hall of Famers. And there are some that, and some others, but I think they uh, that would be a good example of a key act where they haven't really appeared on AEW or in AEW, but they are signed to Ring of Honor and they are signed to me. To me? Wow. That's a... Uh... So, that's a... Uh... A profound statement not not in the sense of ownership but that it goes into that infinity stone conversation that that implies if they're signed to ring of honor he can put them wherever the hell he damn well pleases including aew it's the phrasing i i agree Tone diff. Because as we know, words <laughs> matter. Words do matter. Right. Yeah. It's, it's it's super funny to say they're signed to me and it sounds like ownership considering the conversations we've had about them boys before. <laughs> the irony. <laughs> Sometimes the best thing to do is not get involved. Just watch the chaos unfold and it, it's funny as shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely hilarious uh, on that front, but I do look forward to still seeing them boys on our primetime television. Uh, oh, yeah, it's it's one of the last great things you can see in wrestling because this shit's about to change. It's about to become a different form of entertainment unless somebody jerks the wheel back into the, you know, into its locked and upright position. This may like be the, the only <laughs> time... That because uh, Sting was a, Sting wasn't needed in WWE, especially when he let it be known that he never was going to WWE. But then when he finally showed up, he was appreciated. The right. Brisco the Briscoes are in that same rarefied air where they've carved this 
cult following through their independent travels, through their early days at uh, at TNA, through New Japan, Ring of Honor, and of course Ring of Honor is where they've had a, the uh, majority of their dichotomy of work. But as we move forward, the only thing that's separating them from being in that all-time great conversation like the the Dudleys, like the Road Warriors, like the Steiners, is that breakout moment in front of a larger audience, quote-unquote. And there's only one of two options to do that with. Thank goodness AEW is around because they have that option to do it with AEW. WWE would have been okay, but we are, we know, the... Them boys got too much going for themselves in social media, on the independent scene, for them to ever jeopardize their brand for going to Stanford or Orlando, for that matter. I just okay. With the Briscoes being like one of the last Infinity Stones that have never been on, um, they've they've never been on national TV. To that extent, like now, of course, they were they were in Ring of Honor, and that was Sinclair, but different animal. Yep. It's it's like a lose lose with these two companies right now. Like WWE is in desperate desperate need of a culture shift. That would have been one of the last oh shit moments they could pull off, and you immediately put them into a feud with the Usos. Don't wait. Sadly, they need to. Sh- <laughs> Sadly, you, you do you know who the Briscoes would be if they go to WWE? Gallows and Anderson. Nope. Worse than that. You, it gets worse than that. Yep, it does. You you do remember they had eggs in a pickle jar talking about <laughs> Big E's nuts, right? <laughs> I do. I, well, we who, you, how how could it get worse? What a war machine? Nope. Go back further than that. Mm. See this. This is where it gets difficult with Stanford because they don't give a shit about tag team wrestling. This was so the first. This, this was the first tag team to get Stanfordized. Uh, let me see, no, because I'll go back to the '80s and tell you the Midnight Rockers got Stanfordized. Nope, nope, nope. You're damn close though. They didn't get Stanfordized because they were still the Rockers. The Midnight was taken off because of Jim Cornette. Yeah, but they went through two stints, so they had to get broke off the shit that they were doing when they were like in AWA. These, these they had to keep the lifestyle. Oh, oh, that fire just got hot as hell. Come on, the first tag team to get Stanfordized, don't, and it's not Legion of Doom. I'll give you, I'll throw that one out there too. It's not Legion of Doom either. Well, that was gonna be my next guess. Hey, I, this this look. is proving my point: the fact that you can't even think of them. Give me a year. Like give me give me a year frame because I'm thinking about all type of shit. Like 88, 89. Stein, I was gonna say the Stan, the the fucking um, the Steiner brothers got Stanfordized, um, but they were still oh, the Steiner Arn brothers. Oh, Arn and Tully. Nope. Oh, about to lose me, buddy. Uh, who else? Um. Whoa! Yay! See here, okay. I've never <laughs> seen the sheep herders. Okay, I've only heard I've heard the stories and seen the highlights. So I only know Luke and Butch as the Bushwhackers. Okay, I, right. I've never actually seen what they were before to realize how Stamfordized they are, bruh. 
only oddly three, enough, I was watching SummerSlam '91 just on some bullshit, and I saw it, and I'm like, this is completely hokey. Three like, they can't teams, stop moving. three teams have only scared like like legit scared me in real life watching them on TV. The Road Warriors, the Blade Runners, and the Sheep Herders. Damn. <laughs> you said the Blade Runners? Yeah. The Sheep Herders. It was the third team? The Road Warriors. Road Warriors. Okay. The uh the okay. the the black the black chaps uh uh, minor league yeah, paint job. Say, y- oh, say YMCA Road Warriors. Yeah, yeah, right, the yeah. actual face paint. Yeah, YMCA Road Warriors. My God, <laughs> Paul, Paul Ellering with hair Road Warriors. Well, not Paul Ellering. Paul Ellering wrestling for for the six man uh, in, on the Indies before AWA Road Warriors. The, fa- the fabricated World Tag Team Champion World Road Warriors. Bruh. And somebody's listening to this right now. Like, how the fuck do you know about YMCA, the Road Warriors, but not the Sheep Herders? Because <laughs> I saw about the same amount of both. Sheep like, herders, the Sheep Herders were, uh, they were the Briscoes, bro. You, you, thank you, God for documentaries. <laughs> yeah, the, the Sheep Herders were not going to be on your TV. It, no, it, not not with the product they were trying to give you. In the, like, look, Vince McMahon, for all of his, you know, perceived flaws and and real flaws that we know about in real life, his plan has been the same since he took over. It was to Americanize and sanitize professional wrestling and turn it into entertainment. So you've always had silliness. Like you've had you had your top guys that you have to take somewhat serious. But the further down the card you move, the sillier you have to be to get on. Man, listen. The Bushwhackers <laughs> were comic relief. They, You took some absolute savages and turned them into comic relief. Something for the children. Because we're trying to sell merchandise. They're, they're literally doing the nastiest shit possible. In like, okay, they used to bleed a gallon every match. Then... <laughs> Because that part I, I've always seen. Like, yes. anytime I see old footage of them, they're always bleeding, like, to the get. It's like someone stuck stuck a fish and just, yeah, you get it. But um, go in complete reverse. They're licking children. <laughs> you realize how disgusting that is to lick the face of another human being? Let alone a child. Don't I, do I recall them eating sardines? Yeah, that was. The, yeah. Uh, I think I want to say that might have been around the time of Jameson. But still, like, so you. But you're, yeah, they eat. They eat sardines. Um, they lick people in the face. Like, considering the time we're living in right now and the things going on, that has to be the most disgusting and randomly scary shit that you could possibly do. I'm going to go in an open air arena and just start leaking people. <laughs> How they didn't come down with some sort of life changing disease is a testament to their their immune system. I'm not so sure that they don't have one, but I don't think it's from licking. It might be from being busted open. Well, there's, there's that. that. <laughs> Speaking of busted open. Uh, not not, not uh, very not, good segue. Yeah, we haven't we haven't spoken about them in, in a while. Shout out to good people over SiriusXM. 
Here's a quote from Billy Corgan as it relates to NWA 74 this year. Quote, the good news is the growth of the NWA and the resurgence of the NWA in the modern era is bringing pressure inside the locker room. Now, let me stop real quick. It's, fu- it's funny how this story breaks after we've already talked about the NWA and the availability thereof and the viability thereof going moving forward for the future. So I, I love that this this synergy that's happening here, but this is this is a different animal. <clears throat> Back onto the story. Quote mm. Everybody is jousting for position as they should be. But in the case of Nick Aldis, yes, number one contender for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship against Trevor Murdoch in St. Louis. I've dealt with this man for over four years, and for every ounce of politicking that you see publicly, there's about 10 times worse behind the scenes. No one stresses me out more in the NWA than Nick Aldis. No one is more highly paid than Nick Aldis. No one is more unhappy than Nick Aldis. So yes, Nick Aldis won a tournament, the race to the chase, to become the number one contender. I mean, I'm 55 years old. I've got two little kids. I've got a musical life. This kind of junk, I can't. I just can't take anymore. So I'm here to break some news. He has been stripped of the number one contendership and will not be in the main event at NWA 74. <laughs> wow. Re- my exact <laughs> my exact <laughs> words to Wood when he sent me this is like, this, this can't be a, a shoot, can it? <laughs> The replacement. And then <laughs> the replacement. <laughs> uh, yeah, who's yeah, go ahead. Who's the replacement? <laughs> Funk is on a roll. <laughs> Funk is on a roll. The NWA World Television Champion. <laughs> Tyrus. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So at NWA 74, we have the NWA world title being defended by Trevor Murdoch against the NWA world television champion, Tyrus. There has never been a an NWA world television champion to walk away with the NWA world title. I don't think it's going to happen here either. But leave it to the NWA to create first. I just, I don't understand. That's a really, if it's a work, it's a really weird one. That's that's a weird flex from Billy Corgan. Yeah, just like, okay, you have him employed with your company. You say he's a malcontent, but he's (laughs) the highest paid person on the roster, but he's unhappy. Why the fuck are y'all still doing business? And then you're like tongue in cheek. <clears throat> throwing throwing away uh dirty laundry for the public to wash. Yeah, why have him win the tournament? Or whatever it was that de- determined the number one contender. Like there's there's numerous ro- ways you could have put a bullet in this if it was a real thing. That is uh, of course that's me saying if it's a real thing. You could have put a bullet in this. Which all the explanations I'm giving you if about if it's real is why it's so stupid if it's a work. Yeah. Which is the same shit we, we deal with with Stanford and, and Jacksonville. Like if I can point out the holes about why this is stupid in real life, 
<laughs> that carries over to the to the scripted world as well. You ha- the suspension of disbelief. Like you're the guy in charge. There's no reason. Like, look, you could have severed the contract, let him go on, go on wherever. If you don't, you don't see the value in him, or you're just like, I'm sick of your shit, man. Look, go go home. Terminate this contract. Give him his ninety days, or how? However, you work your contracts in your company. Send him the fuck home. Now, how, how 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 about this? How much does busted open game by having this news break on live live broadcast? It's a cool story. I mean, it got us to discuss it. Yeah, but we also listen to bro uh, busted open passively, right? Like it used to be daily listening, but I mean times have changed, and I'm sure that's been yeah. the same for for a lot of people. Nothing against uh, nothing against the product, but right. you know it's just you know as as people's lives li- keep lifing, life happens. Yeah, but I mean <laughs> them them redistributing their episodes as podcast in a shorter format has been like a godsend because you can get cliff notes. Yeah, sitting sitting for three hours of live with an hour and fifteen minutes worth of commercials. Yeah, that that ain't gonna get it unless you like a workout monster and you gonna work out while listening to Busted Open, which uh, you know it's been done. Now here here's here's my uh, my alternative take. Why not announce on Busted Open that there's gonna be a huge announcement on oh I don't know Power. Oh I don't know the uh, Instagram channel. That's too big of a jump. Like you gotta take the biggest platform and. The biggest, like, okay, if he but said in he real, had a major in real time, though, that's my thing. Like, you did it in real time, so like, if we knew there was gonna be a big announcement coming, we probably would have listened. We'd have wait. No, we we would have waited for the fucking dirt sheets to give us what the announcement was. Let's be, let's be real. <laughs> When's the last time we tracked down power to watch an episode? That that's true. That that's so true. It's been a while. like, Corgan did the right thing. You have to take the biggest platform to make the biggest announcement. Because the, the busted open audience, millions. The power audience, maybe Thousands. not as many. <laughs> Thousands. I, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna cap on him like that. Oh no, it's legit. So when 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 they went to six oh five on Tuesdays, I remember like going out of my way to find it on whatever streaming device I could. TV, phone, tablet. 24,000 consistently. That's not cap at all. That's legit numbers. Okay. Well then there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you take the bigger platform if the announcement is that important. So, if you're kicking off an angle, then no yes, obviously you want to be you want it to be exposed to the biggest audience so that they care and so that they're in the know. And if it's a shoot, then I mean same thing. It's like okay, I that's it's like a bigger fuck you. It's like I went on the biggest platform I could possibly get on right now just to say fuck you. W- so, WWE. Uh, made an announcement, but, but we haven't even done the date yet. Today is Friday, July twenty second. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. Twenty and twenty two. Hey, Amen. Prob- is this the breaking news you about to run through? Because I got one. Uh, I don't know if if, if this is the same, but this, I, it may it probably ain't because you ain't geeked up about it. Go ahead. <laughs> WWE has a new slash. Full-time executive vice president of talent relations. Oh, well, it's the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) That, ladies and gentlemen, 
is Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Uncle Trips. Uncle Trips is back in power, you bitch. <laughs> oh, it's finna get real. Whole bunch of people finna come back. <laughs> Whole lot of choppers on your ass. Do, do you think we get some future endeavors? Some 90 day no competes? Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh, we finna write the ship now, you dirty motherfucker! Oh, you done let the wrong one get back in the seat, cause he didn't get. Look, this is the one that makes me feel really good about this. His statement: "Quote, I look forward to returning to my prior position as head of talent relations. Meaning, bitch, I've been outside. Now I'm back outside. I'm back where I'm supposed to be." Badman Ting, what, fuck what, your what, nil recruiting shit. I'm not the new. I'm not the new Gerald Briscoe, bitch. I'm outside and up in this bitch simultaneously. simultaneously. <laughs> I'm back in the Jim Ross chair. That means I'm I'm cutting checks and I'm doing the recruiting. <laughs> fuck this male model shit y'all been on. We finna get some motherfucking athletes in this hoe. Wrestlers. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Now, now start bringing the click back. Now, here is my biggest question. Oh, I, I fucked up and I didn't finish the quote. Oh, I look forward bad. to returning to my prior position <laughs> as head of talent relations. I'm healthy, fired up, and ready to take charge. That last sentence is like, it's a whole lot of fuck yous wrapped up in that in that short quote. I wonder. I'm wondering if he's walking around with a donor in his chest. Cause if he is, <laughs> bro, don't don't do this. I'm not even like I'm not even I'm not even. Be, I'm, I'm ex- I, this is excitement. This is I'm not even trying to do some dumb shit and like no, because that made me think of some dumb shit. Like oh, okay, we're gonna start referring to trips as the Walking Dead. <laughs> no, no, that would be flair. <laughs> He said he 496, 497, 498, 499, 500. Fuck you, Jeff Jarrett. You pussy. <laughs> Say, listen, Richard Fleer was fucking hilarious right there. If you ain't seen it, you just got to get on, on Instagram and, and look him up. I don't understand how a 72-year-old man could lose all his muscle mass and then gain a tricep that's bigger than my bicep. I don't understand it. <laughs> look, look. Personality aside, you know, and <laughs> the recent health scares and, and episodes aside, the cardio, the look, ain't nobody ever questioned if Flair put work in physically. Like that, he comes from a completely different line of calisthenics. Like the shit that they used to do for training sounds fucking ridiculous. A thousand of these, 500 of those. We're gonna run 18 miles today. Like, it's a lot of shit. And he's always put that work in. So, that's probably what's been saving his ass, to be perfectly honest. He's done more good for his body than bad, but it's like too close of a margin. Yeah, we don't we don't question whether or not, you know, he's he's um an able-bodied individual. He just has poor habits. <laughs> and has had them for decades. Apparently. Decades. Yeah. Teams. He might be the first uh six decade wrestler. 70, 80, 90, 2000. Shit, seven decade. He might be the first seven decade wrestler. 
Mm, I want to say we counted this before too, because yeah. yeah. I mean, well, so th- uh, there was a few that we missed in the five decade, but Flair definitely this 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 match makes him a seven decade wrestler. He started in the seventies. So 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s. Six decades. Six decades. Okay. So, yeah. So, he might be the first six decade wrestler. Yeah. Unless we're counting counting Jushin Thunder Liger, who was was wrestling before he was born. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, you got to count the suplexes. You got to count your suplexes in the womb. Oh, man. Uh, And then I got one more piece. Do we even want to talk about Elgin? I, I guess. I mean, we can. <laughs> they, 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 I'm good. I'm good one way or the other. Uh, we we report the shit. So, <laughs> oh man, Michael Elgin went to this. Now, here's what I don't understand: if he was uh, he was supposedly banned from Japan prior to this latest incident and uh but he was arrested in japan um allegedly for stealing protein powder um wait what this is this is the stories that are breaking on, on this is that um there was something that happened in a gym and the word was that he was accused of stealing protein powder. Stealing and, protein powder in the gym. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the protein powder would have been available at the gym, right? You said it wouldn't have it, been it, available? It would, it would have. Yeah. So anyway, I, I don't I don't well, understand. Okay, the, no, you gotta help me understand what the fuck's going on. So he, he was he was working out in the gym, obviously. And so for people who've been to most of those, you know, commercial gyms, there's usually always somewhere in that gym where, you know, refreshments are sold, like uh muscle milk, Gatorade, water. smoothies. Huh. And some gym smoothies. Yeah. I mean, depending on how fancy it is, but like the, I'm talking about like the prepackaged stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like you have some gyms that flat out have a whole like, you know they they'll serve like tapas damn near. But um, yeah, like and then they'll have like take home stuff. It'll be like um, you know, uh, pre workout canned of like C4 and shit like that, or uh, pre workout powders or greens formula, or you know muscle mass whey protein like probably what he put in his bag. I'm like, what? So this is not this is not like going into like a warehouse type um, outlet store like a Costco or a Sam's, where maybe you're not as conspicuous. <laughs> like, I, so how right, did you try to steal? Well, hold on. So let me before you, because <laughs> the story has gotten out of hand. Is basically what I'm trying to tell you. Um, yeah, okay. Candace Obviously. Haynes of Bodyslam.net wrote, I can confirm the reason for Michael Elgin's absence for Pro Wrestling Noah. Uh, <laughs> and he was arrested last weekend in Japan for stealing. Sources confirmed to me that Elgin was arrested for stealing protein powder and that he's currently in jail at the time, still in jail at the time of this writing. 
Word is going around that, El- that Elgin could, race, uh, could, could face up to five years in jail unless a potential deal is arranged where the charges are dropped, but he would be deported and never be allowed to return to Japan again. So that was from Candace, uh, Candace Haynes from uh, Bodyslam.net. Oh, I'm sorry, Candace. Cassidy Haynes from Bodyslam.net. Now, um, it was then confirmed later that it was not protein powder, but he was indeed arrested. So, like, what's up with the kooky shit? Like, <laughs> like you just can't, you just cannot get away from weirdo shit. Like, no matter how famous or not famous you have decided to become, you just cannot and will not stop the weirdo shit. So, so likely, very likely, you're a fucking weirdo. So. Let, let's jump over because if you want to find out something, you, you, you go to the source, right? Yup, that's what we try to do. So we're going to jump over to Michael Elgin's Twitter, which is uh, a powder keg for bullshit. But it's still Michael Elgin's Twitter, so let's go for that. And he says, and I quote, <laughs> mm uh, first off, or first, I was not charged with anything. I did not steal fucking protein. Let's start with the protein claim. How can anyone read this and actually believe it's true? One, when I travel to Japan, I pack one large bags, <laughs> this is what it says, with all of my supplements and workout gear. I always travel with long tours, knee sleeves, elbow, uh, elbow sleeves, wrist wraps, and my MAG grip mid-width pull-down bar. If I were to run out of protein, Noah had a protein in the a protein in the dojo for use after workouts. So here it is. No, I did not steal protein or anything of that sorts. This is I'm reading it verbatim, by the way. Now people have said I was arrested and detained, and I could, could be facing five years of prison unless the deal was made. Well. And this is not a shot at the wrestler who got caught with cannabis in Japan, but the way the system works there is if you are arrested of a crime, they keep you from 10 to 30 days just to investigate the issue. Following the investigation, if found guilty, uh, this, is, this, is a, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. You can be detained for another two months awaiting trial where a deal can be made. It's not, you know what, fuck this. Go, on, go to his... Uh-huh. <laughs> Four pages of pictures <laughs> Like he's copping a plea of some sort I don't give a fuck No one gives a fuck really But I figure I'd report that Because the down the downward spiral that is Michael Elkin continues So But nothing's ever stated as to why this dumb, this dumb fucker was arrested Speaking of arrest This is our last story I promise uh, Jake Atlas Has finally spoken about his arrest and this one's going to be much shorter than that read of, uh, of Elgin. Still pretty lengthy, but not nearly as long as Elgin's. What the fuck could he possibly say? <laughs> Let's find out. Fuck around and find out. Uh, oh, hell. I want to thank those of you who will take the time to read this statement. You're welcome. I'm issuing a formal apology for my wrongdoing and any hurt, disappointment, and complication I may have caused to my colleagues and fans. As incredibly difficult as it is for me to publicly disclose very personal and private information, it is imperative that I admit my alcohol abuse and provide transparency about my deteriorating health 
I've accepted that my anxiety and depression have led me to detrimentally self-medicate for the last seven years. In addition, a lot of unresolved trauma resurfaced for me recently that was a fundamental to the development of some extreme negative core, core, core beliefs and I was inadequately ab uh, able to manage. Good God have mercy, this is wordy. Uh, first of all, apologies to Rusty Jooks too. Uh, anyway, at any rate, He's uh, checked himself in the rehab. I, and so it's like a six or seven paragraph, but this is the, the part I wanted to read, though. I would like to share that I've successfully completed an intensive outpatient program at Livewell Behavioral Health in Florida. I, I self-admitted with a dual diagnosis in substance abuse and mental health. The treatment consisted of 10 hours of group and individualized therapy every, every week for five weeks. The step in the program is to attend one group session a week for three weeks and continue individual outpatient therapy thereafter. My time there has been nothing short of extraordinary and life-changing, phenomenal first step in my recovery. I am human and that makes me flawed. I believe in second chances, I believe in redemption, and in turn, I believe in personal growth. I express my gratitude to those who have reached out to me. I've made exceptional progress and I'm excited for my future. I have full faith of a positive outcome from this journey as I continue my sobriety and the process of healing with the support of my friends, my family, friends, and my partner. Quote, yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I'm changing myself. Rumi. Shouts out to Jake Atlas for that moment of clarity. And on that note, in case there's no more news, we're done with this shit. Suave, take us to the house. Oh, I'm sorry. Show BrokenPistolBC.com, BrokenPistolBC at gmail.com. That's at BrokenPistolBC on what? Everything. 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 Suave, take us to the house. I'm mad. Fuck this. <sighs> Pencil pushers. Somebody gotta pay us for all this shit. Hope, hopefully, hopefully, nothing breaks the fan. But if it does, we got your back. Heads up, pencils down. Uh, should we just call this episode "uh" or "yuck"? <laughs> Figure out how Pusha T spells it. Ugh. Ugh. I, I've never, I, I've I never L seen him write it. <laughs> Ugh. I, I, yeah. I, I've never I'm, seen it written I, out. I, I, I'm usually with the U G H L K. That's onomatopoeia for your ass. <laughs> Jesus, I think I think I've seen it. E E W Y U C K. Since we're still Yuck. since we're still recording, how does Pusha T spell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we see how E forty spells. Y U U G H, as verified by Pusha T on Rap Genius. Y U U G H. Ugh. Bingo! There it is. <laughs> Look at us. There it is. There it is. Because we do our research. Is that the episode? Nope. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your funk. Yeah, you thought you weren't going to get episode name. Joke's on you, Jack. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fuck it. That's it. Nice show. <laughs> yeah. And then there's that. 5, 496, 497, 498, 499, 500. Fuck you, Jeff Jarrett. Fuck you, pussy. Yeah, you. Fuck you, Double J. Going to the bar now.